Can you use a clicker and a marker word or will it confuse the dog? Well, usually a, cl a clicker is the marker. So clickers are markers, but you can switch from the clicker to a marker word. But right now the clicker actually is the marker. Now, historically it's a positive marker, but believe it or not, you can use the clicker as a negative marker, but you like, you can literally train the dog that when they hear a click, that's your no. Like it doesn't have to mean yes, but historically, obviously clicker training is a reward-based system protocol. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory and grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. <laughs> Here we are. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hello. Hey, Joelle. How are you? Fantastic. Looking quite Florida-ish. <laughs> Did you? This happens when your friends come to Yeah. Dogs. Yeah. Joelle had her friend Chantel down here and I didn't see them. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I just like, do I jump in a plane and just fly over the beach and like, oh, there they are. It's like, yep. I know those. I know that thong bikini. Mm -hmm. um, so um, how are you? Great. Awesome. 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 So um, I'm excited. I'm excited for a bunch of things. I'm excited about the show, but I'm really, really excited now that, you know, you've taken three days off um, that now we're going hard on content. So you'll be seeing a lot of stuff from the training center um, coming up. A lot of people are interested in that one dog, Koa and um, Cora. Cora. And um, I'll actually be at the training center in um, on Tuesday. I'll be there for five days. Um, and then Joelle will be there the week after. So, um, uh, not that things don't run without us, but it's like, I'll be able to do some lives from there mm -hmm. and then Joelle will be able to film some content from there. But right now the staff gets her some fantastic con content and kudos to our great staff who are really doing a great job. Yeah, just super, just super proud of them, super proud of them. And then from a, from a remote work standpoint, um, we're, we're still busy. It's just, I mean, we haven't stopped. No. Um, our days are just split up a little bit differently. Mine is really isn't. I'll just sit out by the pool and do work where, where Joel really likes the beach. So you do like a little three to four hour break in the middle of the day, um, during prime sun, sun time, which is really great. But, um, maybe this weekend we'll go to the beach together for a little bit. I think that would be nice. And, Saw manatee um, there yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, which is really cool. Usually, you have to jump on a boat and, and go to like manatee area, but that was it was great. So um, this is the What Would Jeff Do show. My name is Jeff. This is the wonderful Joelle, um, and uh, this is a Q and A show, and, and it, it's a it's a problem solving show. And, and if you if you're new to this, welcome. We do this every week. I've been doing this. Oh, this is episode whatever. I don't know, eight hundred and something. But there's six years of radio show before that, and. There's, you know, way over a thousand of these. And um, most people call up asking how to, how to help them, you know, stop a behavior. So mm -hmm. you'll, you'll, you'll hear me say, you know, you know, you have to apply a punisher. Now, unfortunately, punishment has been hijacked by, to mean abuse. And it's the farthest thing from abuse. It's just the opposite of a reward. And a punishment is not, you're not mad. You're not angry. You're not holding a grudge. It's a one to three second consequence. And then you're done. And out of the 86,400 seconds in a day, we're talking about one to three seconds per Punisher. And I think out of the six-week boarding train, less than 20 to 30 seconds of combined of that whole experience yeah. is applying a Punisher. So that gives us a lot of time actually 
to apply thousands and thousands of rewards, confidence building, churching, teaching, um, um, you know, proper behavior. And we show our work on our, on our pages, the, the, the before, the during and the after, and then the, the owner um, as well working the dog. Um, so I think it's really, really important, especially we show the dog struggling. And I think a lot of people don't do that because they're afraid of the pushback. And I'm like, this is real dog struggle. It's like you expect a dog to go from horrific to, to great with nothing in between. It's like, right. no, dog struggle. And we want owners to see the struggle because owners are going to struggle. So we want them to know it's like, don't worry, you're, you know, we struggle too. But to us, it's just methodical. Um, so, uh, but there's other things that people should be doing. When you put up the Patreon page, mm -hmm. there's a couple of things that people really need to do is we have a great Patreon channel. And it's $10 a month. We just spent, I think, $10 on a smoothie per person. And I think this is Joelle's second trip to the smoothie store today. Um, but with that, you get a Zoom room every week. And the Zoom room is a Q&A, which does not have the same unprofessional sexual innuendo, short answer, um, ranty uh, uh, flavor as this podcast does. It actually is like a serious thing. Um, also, as a Patreon member, you see videos that you won't see anywhere else on any of our social media. Also, what you have is access to our online university, which anybody has access to that. But the bonus is you get 20% off all of our online videos from our online academy. And you can put that coupon on top of the existing sale. So if we're running a sale, you get an additional 20%. And you also get 20% off our one-on-one -on -one consults. So for 10 bucks a month to not join this sounds a little bit crazy. Now, Patreon also offers a year-long membership. That's something Patreon does. And they give you a discount. And I think it's like it's a it's like 16% off. Like, mm -hmm. okay. So it's such a random, but still, so... I'll tell you what, it works out to $100.80 for the year. And you you can save that amount of money by buying one course with a discount. It's incredible. Anyway, so I think people should really think about Patreon. And also, Joelle and I started a brand new podcast, Real Talk with Jeff and Joelle, which is a single subject, maybe two subject, hour-long podcast. We really don't answer a lot of questions. We just talk. And we talk about like literally the whole process. So we did one on leash reactivity. And obviously on the show, we talk about, well, correct the arousal, correct the loading. But this on this, we actually take everybody through the whole process. Mm -hmm. And I think on every show, we're going to take everybody through the whole process. So they understand fully what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be like, oh, it's not just all corrections. I'm like, no, it's, it's just step one. There has to be a correction for step one to stopping unwanted behavior. If you're avoiding step one, you're going to struggle. And people that are saying they're not doing step one and they're getting the same results, you're full of shit. Sorry, you just are. Um, so, or you're not working with a serious dog. That that's like that's another thing. It's like, don't tell me you're getting a man killer and a dog killer out there without correcting the dog. So, let's go. You. Uh, write the question. Joelle asked me the question. I give the answer. Joelle might give the answer. That's another thing about this new podcast. Joelle talks a lot more because I ask a lot of questions of her and she's a very skilled dog trainer and she brings a wonderful perspective to 
you know, to the show. So I think it's a really, really nice back and forth. It's much different flavor than this show, but this is the What Would Jeff Do show. So here we go. All right. Delta love. Good afternoon, J&J. Love you both. Bunches. Great information as always. Oh, love you too. Madly in love with you. V-A-L. Hi all. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff, for your voicemail a few days ago. I will join your Patreon in May. Definitely need suggestions for this Greyhound puppy. So just to let you know, I don't we I don't get the voicemails. In fact, in the voicemail it says don't leave a voicemail. So um No, you, she said thank you for your voicemail. Oh, so I called her back. Oh, Probably, cool. Yeah. Okay. So she did fill out a form. Thank you. So but but that's what you want to do is you want to fill out a contact form, then I'll reach out to you. And then um, we'll talk about different options. So, um, but if I haven't called you back, call me and leave a message on my, the number that I called you from, which is my private number, because that you can leave a voicemail on that. I will call you back because I get phone calls all day. And as most of you are aware that I don't know about anybody else, but I never, I barely ever answer my personal phone, not because I'm hiding from anybody except for, I don't need more auto insurance or I don't need any more like stop trying to buy my can houses. Buy your house? It's like, yeah, sure. You can buy any of my Florida houses. They're a million dollars a piece. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, a million dollars a piece. You can buy them. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah. I've been getting freaking solicited in the mail for mine. Yeah. It's well, they could buy your house. Yeah. Because the market is hot now. It's, 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 it's right now. It's a, it's a seller's market. So, all right. Next question. A much, much. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I don't know. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Gloria, my multiple Yorkie growls when we move in bed. What can we do? We want her to sleep with us. Why do you want your why do you want your growling um, dog to sleep with you? I know why. It makes you feel good. How about if I told you it was the worst thing in the world to do and it can possibly lead to your dog behaving really, really badly? So the dog's meeting your let's be frank here. And you can call me a dick. I'm not gonna hear you, but I will hear you because the universe tells me stuff. But you're meeting your you you are meeting your emotional needs, bottom line. So if your dog is growling at you if you move right now, that can lead to biting. Are you gonna kick your dog out then? What's it gonna take? How about if you have to get up in the middle of the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, you try to get back in bed and your dog guards your half of the bed and you can't get in bed because these are the clients that we deal with. Are you gonna do something about it then? Or are you just going to sleep on the couch for two years as some of my clients before they met me have? Okay. So what I want you to do is this. Is you role play it. Get yourself a bonker. If you don't know what a bonker is, go to my YouTube channel. Look up how to make a bonker. It's just a rolled up cotton towel. There's nothing inside of it. You're not going to hurt your dog. Set it up. Move in bed. The dog growls. Say no. Bonk the dog. It is a punitive-based protocol. You're not going to reward your dog out of growling at you in bed. You have to make growling at you in bed suck. That's how it works. So you might not like to do it. It might make you feel bad, but that is how you do it. So I don't want anybody to ever do what they're not comfortable with, but how about if the thing you're not comfortable with was actually the answer? So you can struggle for years, or just get it done. So I get up every morning. Lately, I've been going to the gym at about 3 a.m., which takes a lot of discipline to do. Are there mornings that I don't want to do it? Yes. Guess what? I get there at about 3.15. Okay? 
it's called discipline. So a lot of things that, you know, we all, there's something called the 1% of people that will be successful, but we all have the same opportunity in life. In the United States of America, we all have the same opportunity, no matter where you came from. Okay. I'm and I'm very aware of socioeconomics. I'm very aware of different nationalities. I'm very aware of different upbringings. I'm aware of all that stuff. But right now in 2022, we all have the same opportunity. How bad do you want it? So to me, I want a non-growling dog in bed. So I will do whatever it takes. Even if I'm not comfortable with it. Why? Because I know it works. I know it works. We do it all the time. Or put your dog in a crate and put it next to your bed. Next. Angie, hi, Jeff. We have a nine-month-old golden doodle that goes crazy excited when someone comes in the house, like the grandkids. After giving her a chance to behave, but she doesn't, I want to put her in a kennel. But my husband says, no, that won't teach her. So what's the best way to get her to stop? I would ask your husband, what's his advice? He seems to know. So he knows not putting her in the kennel, by the way, don't put her in a kennel that won't teach her, but he still, he knows that well, that won't help her. Ask him what will. So this is what you do. We have a very, very effective, we can stop this. If I came to your house and we set it up with your grandkids coming over, this would take me three seconds to stop. Okay. I've done it thousands of times. You put a remote collar on your dog, knock on the door. The dog goes nuts. You give a high correction. Your dog will not like that. What you have done is you have made the act of rushing the front door barking unbearable. The dog will stop. Your dog will not hate the grandkids. The dog will not be aggressive towards the grandkids. The dog will not hate you. The dog will not fear you. Your word no will have power to it and the dog will stop the behavior. If you don't want to use remote collar, Say no and use a bonker. But what you don't do is give the grandkids a bunch of treats. And when they come in, give the dog treats so the dog stops doing it. Why? That's how you would train an out-of-control puppy to be an out-of-control puppy. Food, reward-based training, positive reinforcement increases behaviors. We do it all the time when we're teaching a behavior. Applying a punisher decreases and eliminates a behavior. You're not mad. You're not upset. It's a matter of fact. It's unemotional. No, correct. Simple as that. Now, there's more to it than that, though. Then there's all this, the obedience stuff. Once the kids are in the house, how you want your dog to behave. Next. Mm, Brianna, happy Thursday to both. Sending love from Seattle. Hey, There's still people that live in Seattle? Huh. Yeah, some people dig it. Wow, I didn't know that. Kristen, hey, J&J, hope all is well. Much love from Utah. Any advice on getting my dog on a longer duration downstay and keeping her calm inside? Yeah, yeah. So actually, if you have not bought our Green to Graduate program, if you go to um, academy.solidcaninetraining.com, I think you already put up the link. I but, linked it, yeah. So that's our online learning, Green to Graduate. Teaches you literally how to take a totally untrained dog to an off-leash trained dog. Literally, teach you, we show you every step of it. So once your dog is proficient in a downstay, okay, you've done your reps. You say down, it downs, okay? It knows down, okay? 
Or if you say down, it doesn't down, but you're reaching your pocket, it thinks it's gonna get a food reward, it flies to the ground, it knows down. So in both of those situations, what you do is you would apply a punisher for not doing a known command or for breaking a known command. So prong cow on the dog, leash on the dog, you would say no calmly and give a very firm downward pop. And that's your consequence. And then historically, a lot of the times the dogs will just do a down. If not, guide your dog back into a down and you role play that over and over again. So how can we get a dog to do a three hour downstay around high, high value environmentals? Because, and be relaxed and confident and not stressed is because of that methodology. Next. Ofer, hi, JJ. My dog was breaking heel, so I gave her a heel tap, worked like a charm. She went, what the fuck? Where did that come from? And took a foot back. Thanks for the tip. You're welcome. So again, our advice of using your feet, you know, some people are like, oh, you're just kicking your dog. It's like, no, I gave a well-timed, well-placed, methodical heel tap to a dog that keeps constantly pulling on the leash. And the dog had a what the fuck moment and went into a heel, probably because this owner has spent so many hours actually teaching heel, but the dog was pushing the limits. Mm -hmm. Dogs don't just automatically heal when you give it a heel tap. Mm -hmm. It's like you've put the work in. Next. Kristen, also I've been watching for the GIF and have yet to see it on Facebook and IG. It's fucking bullshit. Well, I'm not making one. Are you making one? She's not making one. Because I can't recall like when you actually say that during the show. What did I say? It's fucking bullshit. It's fucking bullshit? I feel like I don't know. I, I think I already said it. That's fucking bullshit. Anybody that says that they can rehab a dog with reward-based training only, that's fucking bullshit. I must be like so immune to it because like I feel like that's not something you even say. But... No, no. There's only there's only a lot of times. I just tone it out. A lot of times, yeah, you, you just be like, yep. Sometimes you say something to me and I'm right next to you and I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's not that you're not listening. You're just like, okay. I'm just like, yeah. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jamaica, making big progress since our consult. Thank you. Some questions. When off-leash healing, my dog is lagging behind, speeds right into heel when I sim. When he forges ahead and I sim, he turns to face me or sits down instead of just slowing down. I've guided him backward with leash pressure and he still sits. Right. Walk into him off-leash once he starts to go past the leg. Watch our spatial pressure video our spatial pressure video and for anybody else that is like struggling with the heel we've got a great course see this is what i love about the courses now because they're so in depth we've got a walk the walk course or what does it call the walk walk the walk walk the walk course it's 37 dollars. it's on the academy that doesn't teach e-collar though doesn't it doesn't do e-collar but it still teaches the concept of the spatial pressure move right next one thing you could do though for that is change direction. So if he's forging ahead off leash, like we're talking specifically off leash heel, go back to continuous sim and then turn the other way and make him find your leg. Right. Basically, it's like don't shut the sim off until he's right where he should be. Just right. keep changing directions, make him like literally follow you. Yep. Yep. And you could even do like a sidestep to the mm -hmm. right. Yep. And the dog's got to be like, got to find that leg. Got to find that leg. Yep. And then eventually it'll just become a tap. Yep. But you might just have to like, Make that bridge with the continuous yep. stem for now. Yep. 
Heather, when should I say no versus leave it? Or should I say no, then leave it? Okay. So we don't use the word leave it. Just a little pet peeve of mine. No is, we like the word no. I want to use no for anything I don't want the dog to do. So it's no, and then there should be a consequence afterwards. So no, and then consequence afterwards. Next. Stacy, can you use a clicker and a marker word or will it confuse the dog? Well, usually a, cl a clicker is the marker. So clickers are markers, but you can switch from the clicker to a marker word. But right now the clicker actually is the marker. Now, historically it's a positive marker, but believe it or not, you can use the clicker as a negative marker, but you like, you can literally train the dog that when they hear a click, that's your no. Like it doesn't have to mean yes, but historically, obviously clicker training is a reward-based system protocol. Next. Jamaica said, eventually when I can off leash heal two dogs, do you have them both stay on one side or one on either side of you? Whatever's easiest for you. I personally do the same side, but yeah. whatever's easiest for you, I just like it the same side. I just find it logistically easier and you can get them nice and tight next to your leg. Um, Jamaica said, and one more question. What the fuck, Jamaica? <laughs> can you do another goddamn consult? She said, if you trained a dog brand new to a leash and had no idea how its reaction may be, would you use a slip or a prong to teach it pressure? So a dog that's never had anything around its neck at all, and it's only been on a harness, which is fine. It's owner's choice, right? And you put a slip lead on this dog, it it freaks out like the world was coming to an end. And you're just... You're just, you're just standing there. You're literally just standing there minding your own business and you're just holding on to this leash. And this dog is like crocodile rolling. And we just had a dog that did that, that huge dog, that aggressive dog, freaked out. It came up at the, at the, at the um, trainer's face. It was jumping all over them. It's crocodile rolling. It's like- She came you, in on a huge harness. You, you, you think the dog, we were killing the dog. We're just standing there and it's not a slip lead. So to me- um, starting a dog on a slip to get it used to pressure, the concept of leash pressure, it's very, very important. It's one of the first protocols we do. And you can use a slip for that. Next. Okay, Lonnie, how do you guys deal with snowflake clients? A wife signed up their dog for a board and train. Dog started the board and train with me. Two weeks in, the husband starts claiming that I'm abusing their dog because he didn't want to pinch collar on his dog or his dog in a crate. I was very transparent in the type of training I do and tools I use prior to the wife signing up and paying me. Do you have a con? Do you ask the question when you're talking to the owner? First of all, tell the guy to stop being a fucking pussy and to strap on a set of balls and to fucking man up, Woody. Okay, stop it. Okay, tell him to stop. Tell him to cut the shit and fucking stop. Grow the fuck up, asshole. All right. But what I want you to do is I'm um, gonna make a gift for that too. Grow the fuck up, asshole. Okay. I'm just watching the laughing emojis come so, through. So I think that um, I think make sure when you ask, when you're talking to the client, that is, is everybody on board? Is everybody, is every adult in the house on board with the training? And if the answer is yes, I mean, I don't pull the whole family, but then what I do is go to their house. Are you on board? Yeah, are, we, you are you on, on board? board? You on board? Can we get on speakerphone, please? Here, can we get? A, can we like do a do a verbal check in? You know, count off one, two, three. Right. All right, good. You guys can hire me. Um, I think that if if 
he doesn't want the dog in a crate and doesn't want the dog on a prong collar. You got a couple of options. You can say to the wife, well, you're more than welcome to pick up the dog. Have the husband come and pick up the dog. Literally, take your dog. Take your dog. Just take it home right now. I'll pack all its things up. It's ready to go. Please try to get here before six o'clock because I got plans for tonight. Come and get your dog. Come and get your dog. I that's what that is. That is what I would do. That is what I would do. I have said that to clients before. And that's not being anti-client, but I'm not talking, I'm not talking a, a spouse into doing this. We already went over this stuff before there was a financial transaction. We have complete transparency. You know how we train. You know the tools we use. You know where your dog is sleeping. You know what we're doing. Okay? This is not fucking summer camp here. All right? It's a board and train, which doesn't mean it's not fun, but the dog's here to work and to learn, to stop the bad stuff and to learn the good stuff. And this is how I do it. And if you don't like it, you can take your fucking dog home. Next. A much said so much. Uh, so some of your really old videos have popped up on my YouTube suggestions. I watched some of your first ones and you seem much softer then. Can you talk a little about your evolution as a trainer? So I actually was probably firmer then. Yeah. I feel like you've softened up a ton. Yeah. I was way firmer then. Maybe like your demeanor, but as far as the training itself. The training, yeah, the training. It's, um, I, I wasn't, I mean, this is another thing that people think like we got a call, I got a, a comment the other day that some guys like, um, it's really, it was really funny back and forth. Um, you know, I really don't like you, but this is the best video you've ever done. And I'm like, okay. I said, have you ever had a long format conversation with me? Like, do I know, do we even know each other? No. Are you judging this by my podcast where I'm giving out short 15 second answers? And, you know, he actually said, that he knows I help a lot of people, including him with his dog. So he follows our content. I've helped him with his dog, but he doesn't like me. It's like, okay, but you know nothing about me. Like you've really never had a conversation with me. We've never met. You've never been to my seminar. We've never actually talked. And dog training is 5% of my life. It's like, it's an interesting concept. And I hope, I hope, this person doesn't make all the decisions in life decisions in life like this, because if they do, that, that's a, that's an interesting way to go through life and to make judgments, um, especially from people that actually have helped you. It's like if any, most people are very appreciative of the free help uh, uh, that they get from my, my videos, but to say that I've helped you, but you don't like me. Well, Okay, we'll get back to the topic That's interesting. here, though, like the evolution of your training. So, um, if anything, I've gotten actually possibly just more of I don't give a flying fuck attitude, but my training actually, it's, it's softened up when it needs to be, but it still can be firm when it needs to be. But um, I definitely have not gotten harsher. Mm-mm at all like we're going slower and using right way more food and right stuff than ever i think i'm just now more like i think i'm just tired of the industry and all the lies yeah. i think what i'm doing is somebody has to fucking not back down somebody has to fucking stand up for owners somebody has to stop being 
like even tra- trainers have to stop being number number one unethical and not telling the truth. And somebody's got to stand up to the bullies and somebody actually has to literally not back the fuck down. And I do not back down. I won't. And I've had, trust me, the shit that has happened in the last three years to myself and my business and my family was a great time for 99.99% of the people to fucking crumble considering when somebody gets a one-star review, they fucking cry online, try waking up to 642 one-star reviews and being on the front page of the Scottish newspaper and having the BBC um, do, a, do a goddamn news show on you, do a hit piece on you. That's fucking negativity. And guess what? I fucking doubled down. I doubled down. It's like, I don't give a shit. I'm not looking to make fucking friends. I'm looking to help dogs and dogs and owners. So I don't think I've I don't think I've softened. I don't think I've gotten harder. I'm just literally I'm just I'm standing up more for for the owner, and I'm fighting the system. Next, Jasmine, hi six pound two six pound two and a half year old male Chihuahua Terrier mix reactive. Um, I correct at the sign of loading. He's dramatic with any correction. Yep. But when outside, I correct him and he's either dramatic or blows through it. So I would use a bonker inside. What I would do is on the non-leash reactivity protocols, so on all of your other obedience, make sure your dog understands the commands, hold the dog accountable on those commands, get the dog up to correction level on those commands, obviously do a ton of confidence building, get the dog exposed to as many environmentals as possible, obviously to do the commands you're doing reward-based training as well, because you always want to share both sides of the story with the dog. Um, but don't let the dog get away with any nonsense inside the house. And you'd be surprised on outside the house how that all clears up. Also, at the start of every walk, make sure that dog is not scanning and the dog's in the right state of mind. Next. Craig, any tips on second dog syndrome? Nine-year-old, 60-pound lab is having anxiety issues with his 90-pound, 18-month little brother. Um, so the issue being the 90 pound dog, well, you know, I mean, how structured is your house? What are you doing with your rules? What's your household management plan look like? Are you, is, is the, is the older dog actually trained? Is it done? Have you done state of mind training with it? Um, does it know how to be calm on command? Does it know how to relax on, you know, when you want it to relax? There's a lot of different factors to that. Are you trying to give, um, give a structured household? So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of variables there where I would need probably be a one-on-one on that one because I don't know you or, the, or either of the dogs. So there could be, and also are you advocating for your older dog? This younger dog might be being a pain in the ass to your older dog and that's stressing your older dog out as often happens. Next. Callie, any tips for traveling with a dog? Lots of structure. Yeah, I mean, tech, I mean, so I, I'm, I'm an RVer and, you know, my last trip was uh, a six, six week, six week trip from Rhode Island to California and back. My dogs didn't know where they were. Well, they knew they were in the RV or out of the RV, but they didn't know what state, city, where they were. But the rules apply everywhere. So I think by having just a good routine with your dogs, traveling should be pretty easy. Next. Jasmine, I've been working on correcting him prior to going on the walk, <clears throat> but on the walk, he still goes after dogs barking and lunging. People think it's cute. And all I feel I can do is turn away and redirect. Stop redirecting. You have to apply a correction. So I, what I would do is I'd set this up in a private area with a friend of yours that has a dog 
and do your corrections there and do all of the messy stuff at home before you take your dog out on a walk. And you'll find like the staff rarely has to correct a dog in public because they've just done so much foundation. They've done so much foundation work. Next. I feel like part of this is missing with Angie's comment. Mm. He has tried the bonker, but now he's wanting to do the remote collar. He also tells the kids, which are three and five, to just ignore her. But I just don't want the kids to be afraid of the dog. Was that that dog you think that rushed to the door? I don't know. So, I mean, the bottom line is, 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 you know, I think it's your obligation to get the dog into the right state of mind, get the dog trained up. And it's, it's, you know, obviously you've got to do some parenting or grandparenting. I forgot your situation. You know, you make sure the kids aren't all over the dog, but the dog should get used to, you know, young toddlers coming in the house all excited to see whether it's you or, or, or you know, grandma, grandpa, and your dog should just be able to lie down quietly and just go, I just don't really care about these little creatures running around. Next. Kelsey, good afternoon. I joined your Patreon page and I've already made improvements with my reactive dog. Thank awesome. you so much for the content. Thank you. Don't forget, you get 20% off of all of our courses and our consults. Next. Um, Kelsey, I've been looking for more information on getting started with raw feeding. Are there any websites you'd recommend yes. for meal planning? If you go to our website, solidcanine go into the shop. Immediately, an ebook pops up. The reason why is because it's a wonderful ebook from a wonderful human being on how to start your dog on raw feeding. Okay, next. Jessica. Hi, J&J. Me again. Can I tell a quick funny story? I got some dog ice cream today for Einstein, and he was so excited to see it. He tried everything we've been working on trying to get it for me. He sat by the door. That didn't work. He ran to place. That didn't work. He went into a down. Nope. So I put him in place finally, and he got the ice cream when he didn't break before the command. That awesome. is all. Cool. Good job. It's not a funny story. It's a goddamn good story. It shows that shows that you've actually trained your dog. Yeah. But that, that is cute, though, how we try to earn that, yeah, earn, that, offer earn, that, earn, that earn that reward. Yeah, a lot of times they offer behaviors. Wes always does roll over yeah. when he wants something. Yeah. It's like, seriously? That's... Brianna, with dogs who lack food, work drive, yeah. and are begrudgingly going through the steps of training, how do you approach this? Work them through it with pressure or try to find the motivator? Mix of both? Well, that's the problem is that sometimes there just is no fucking motivator. But, but, but if you keep going, usually yes. you will hit like a, what we call the breakthrough. Yes. And then it's easier to find a motivator. Then right. they're like, Ooh, I love praise. Yes. Or, Ooh, I love the yes. toy. But right now, those pressure. first couple of weeks are kind of rocky yeah. where they're just like, I don't know what the hell is going yeah. on. Yeah. But just keep going. Pressure. So that means pressure. So leash pressure, remote pressure, body pressure, spatial pressure. It's like, yeah, that's all you got. Like, that's what people have to understand. It's like, sometimes that's all you got. Because the dog is not motivated by anything else. And I'm not going to keep the dog kenneled all day until it's ready to work. It's like, we got work to do right now, buddy. So sorry that you're not motivated to work. But we got to go through the paces. Next. Um... Kristen McKenzie, I think you were going to have make the gif. I was excited, but all right. Oh, oh. I'll tell her. Mackenzie, make the gif. She doesn't think she actually watched. Does she watch the podcast? She watches the replays because she makes the clips for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mackenzie, make the clip. I'll text her. Yes. Um, Julie Starnes. Hello, Jeff and Joelle. Looking tan and sassy. Oh. Ooh. Well, Julie, you're looking sassy. sexy as all fuck. 
And I hope Jeff is doing good, well, healthy. Tell him I said hello and keep fighting the fight, Julie. And um, just to let you know, you're like the first one on my personal page to like that we're doing the show. So yeah, Julie's a big fan. Sometimes it's early in the morning too. So I think Julie's got the same hours as I do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dumpling, I just bought your leisure activity course. Do you think I need the green to graduate as well? So it's not that you need it. It's that it's a great way to get a very well-rounded dog. I think it's going to really share both sides. It's going to help you as a human being with better understanding learning theory and teaching your dog things, just teaching, just teaching your dog. And then figuring out how your dog best learns. And I think it's going to help you then segue, like you can buy the green graduate right now where the leash reactivity, even though it's on pre-sale now, in fact, it was a hundred dollars off. Now it's $50 off for Patreon members. Again, it's 20% off. Um, all the time. All the time on all the courses, even if they're on pre-sale, but the green to graduate and that, and that course gets launched on May 9th. Green to graduate is available right now. And um, you can start it tonight and believe it or not, get through a lot of it before the leech reactivity actually shows up. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be a nice segue. I think it'll be a really nice segue. And both those courses combined are still cheaper than hiring us, even for one-on-ones. It's true. Yeah. So that's what I really like about that. Next. TT, uh, hi, I have a 16-week-old male German Shepherd, part check, working line. That's cutting teeth. He's getting food aggressive. All everyone is telling me to do is feed him in his crate. He's very food motivated. I'm working on working with someone using the, I'm assuming Keeler method, choke mm -hmm. collar and leash. Is this going to make him worse? Um, well, well, I don't. The Keeler method of dog training. Everyone should actually read the book because, especially in these countries that have banned tools, um, I, I think the Keeler method of dog training is highly effective. Um, to me, I would switch from a prong, not not use the choke, but go to a prong personally, but. The, the philosophy behind it is really, really effective, actually. Um, it's a little bit harsh for some people, and there are some parts of it that are extremely harsh, but we're also talking about some of the dogs that are being worked. We have to put things into scale. To me, um, we eliminate leech react, uh, I'm sorry, resource guarding. We eliminate resource guarding in about three seconds, and we've got a video, actually, a free video on YouTube on that. Next. Ashley, hey guys, have a great weekend. Hey Ashley. Hey Ashley, how are you, honey? Thank you. Hope you're doing well. Yes. Okay, uh, Lani, everyone was on board when I did the dog's initial evaluation. This dog has a very extensive bite history and is severely aggressive. Husband stated after the board and train started that it wasn't his dog's fault for biting their family members. They also want a refund if they come get their dog. I don't give refunds per my contract. No. Am I in the wrong for holding my ground on this? Yes. No, you tell them to pick up your dog. You could prorate. You could prorate for the time it's been with you. It sounds like it's just going to be a headache. And it's going to be a headache. I would actually send this dog home. I'd send this dog home. And if the guy wants, this is a female, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I just asked that. Trust me. Most female males I know are fucking badass women. But um, I would hold your ground on this. Don't let him bully you and say, you know, say No. This is the deal. And if there's a problem with this deal, this is my lawyer's phone number. And I take no pride in having those conversations, but don't let this person who probably does this a lot in a lot of different scenarios, mm -hmm. try to fucking steamroll you. 
All right. I am so, I got in this business because I love helping humans. I love helping humans. I am human centric. But if you want to behave like this, you can go fuck yourself. All right. Extensive bite history. And you want to fucking tell me what to do? Take your fucking dog. Take your dog. And no, you don't get a refund. And if there's a problem, you can contact my lawyer. And I and I don't I don't play that game. But you, in this situation, you fucking go play. Next. Uh, TT, all everyone is saying is to feed him in the crate. But the other day, he lunged at me when I was trying to do some treat training. Yeah, for what? Yeah, just the puppy. Yeah, just 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 watch my resource guarding video on. Uh, free it's on youtube kathy b hey everyone hey, hey kathy. kathy b how are you craig said thanks you're welcome stacy training to stop nonsense in the crate do you use working level sim until they settle or a correction um yes and yes so the dog will tell you what to do the dog will tell you what to do so sometimes we start out at correction and then we lower it um that's historically what we do stop the nonsense because the dog is over aroused and then lower things down a little bit and then um uh, it's, it's like fishing. You know what I mean? It's like, what level is it high? Is it low? Is it momentary? Is it continuous? Just look at the dog and watch how it responds next. I've actually, I have a lot of clients who actually turn their cameras around during a online consult. So I can see the dog and they've got the remote. And I literally tell them what to do with the remote and we literally eliminate it on an online consult. Like I remember I did one in South Africa and so I'm obviously in the U.S. And we literally eliminated the problem literally on a consult. I think that's fucking cool. That's cool. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. Hey, so that's what I'm talking about. I did notice that you back then you didn't use clickers or treats, but the tone of your voice was softer. And no talk about punishers, bonkers, and high-level corrections. Oh, I punished dogs. I got into this. I was old school yanking crank. That's, yeah. You must maybe you were watching just like a basic obedience video. Yeah. But I think you have to put it into context and scale. Because even now when we're doing basic obedience videos, Jeff's super soft. Yeah. I, oh. I think – go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just I'm, – because I've watched – you know I mean? I was a fan. I found you and I watched all your old videos too. I think it just depends on what you're searching right, for. Right, right, right. So I think I, I absolutely have gotten softer in some areas, but the firmness is always there and my intent is always there. And I have no problem pulling out the badass card with a dog, especially one that's dangerous because I'm working with more dangerous dogs now than ever. I mean, I rarely work with dogs at the training center. Um, when I go back for these five days, there is a particular dog that I will be working a lot um, because he's quite dangerous and quite large. And I'll go in there and um, uh, uh, to help out with that particular dog. Um, but, but I think I've just been more outspoken. Also, there's something called social media equity and it, I wanted to make sure that I had enough helpful information out there, but I never used clickers back then, but I always used markers back then. I didn't use food back then because the dogs I was working with, um, um, weren't responding with food and I didn't need, you know, I, I just probably just didn't need to, you know, but Definitely, we use a ton of food, a ton of food. Next. 
Connie said, loved your new podcast, Jay and Jay. Thank you. Yeah, the Real Talk one. Thank you. We're going to film another one this, uh, probably two this weekend. So we can put them out while I'm gone and then you're gone. Yeah. So, we'll, and we've already got the categories out there. We're going to be doing it one on separation, just to let everybody know. We're going to be doing one on the um, remote collar, literally just, you know, how to start using it and our philosophy behind remote cowers, both on the obedience level and on the behavior mod level. And then we're going to be doing one on separation anxiety as well. Those are the next two real talks, and those will be going um, up. One will go up next week, and one will go up the week after. Kelsey said, thank you. And Kristen said, yay, thank you. You're welcome, and you're welcome. Connie joined a Conocorso group. I keep mentioning you guys because the owners now are like, oh, I need to train my Corso. I plead with them to contact you. Why they didn't research it before? So it's the best way to get kicked off of a forum, unfortunately. Um, I mean, thank you so much for being a fan, and thank you so much for advocating and 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 doing that. But unfortunately, most of these groups, it always surprises me when you get a Corso group or a Roddy group or a Shepherd group who like is against tools. Mm-hmm or corrections. I'm like, you've got a fucking Corso. Do you know what these dogs are capable of doing? Do you know what they used to fucking do? Your Mastiffs and your Corsos? Like, do you know what they were designed for? Mm -hmm. And you're like, wanna fucking use reward only? That's a great way to get your face bitten off. So, you know, and then we're also seeing a lot of genetically struggling corsos out there that are just not exposed to the world or just genetically flawed from the beginning. But, you know, I'd be, I'd be, why someone has a corso and doesn't get it fully trained is beyond me, but it's not my dog. Next. Jamaica said, I'm full of questions because I always miss the Patreon Zoom. Thank you. Jamaica. Fucking cancel all your shit and be there at three o'clock on Tuesdays. Okay. Next. It's hard to find times that like align with everybody, you know? Yeah. I do three o'clock on Tuesdays and sometimes I do like this coming Tuesday. I'll be, I'll be flying. Yeah. But no, I won't be. I'll be actually already in Providence, mm-hmm. but um, I might be able to do it. I might be able to do it Tuesday because I get into the airport, I think at noon or one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next. Leslie, hi, Jeff. It's good to see you are still helping dog owners and trainers. I found you in 2015 and still use many of the methods you taught me when I shadowed with you. Keep fighting the good fight. Awesome. Seven years ago. Yeah. It's funny because when I first started 20 years ago, there are there are clients. I've already gone through three of their dogs. Like they've had a dog. It's died. Got another dog. It's died. Because I probably met them when the dog was a little bit older. And then they probably adopted another dog that was a little bit older. So I've already gone through three of their dogs. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We have one right yeah. now. It's like we're training their second dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's like my grandfather, um, Dr. Siegel from Lakewood, New York. If anybody knows Dr. Siegel from Lakewood, New York, he was the town doctor, the football coach's doctor. He's the guy with a black bag in the back of his trunk. He probably delivered every single baby in town. Mm-hmm. Every baby, and he delivered their babies. The baby's babies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Dr. Siegel. Yep. Uh, Nelly, my older dog is not mindful of my puppy, and he will stomp on him if I try playing fetch with the older dog. So some dogs are just not spatially aware. Yeah. So um, a little stockyard, a stockyard whip, 
Um, it's like, oh my God, you're whipping a dog. It's like, I'm getting my dog to understand spatial awareness a little bit better. Next. TT said, thank you very much. You're welcome. Lunelli said the older dog is tall and puppy is a dachshund. Ooh. Ooh. That you gotta be that's when it's getting stomped on. Yep. Oh yeah. Be very, very careful. Yeah. Dachshunds are known for like spinal issues. Be very careful. It will not take much for that dog to get severely injured with a disc issue. Next. Jasmine. Quick vent. I'm honestly sick and tired of people thinking it's cute when a small dog is being an asshole. When if it was a bigger dog, it'd be a problem. And I agree. Your thoughts? So I think I personally don't like any size dog being in, being you know unruly. Um, I think a lot of small dogs do get a free pass. I think what you should do though, who's that said that? Um, Jasmine. So Jasmine, what you should do is this. Take that anger that you looks like you might have and flip it and say, do you know what? How can I best educate owners of small dogs how important it is that their dog should be well-behaved? Right? I would flip it. I'd flip that over. It's good for personal growth. It's good for your mindset. And it's also, you'll be helping lots and lots of people. Okay? And then you can also apply that towards a lot of other categories that may be frustrating you. Next. Okay, Lonnie. So thank you for the advice. It's nice to hear and have that confirmation that I'm doing the right thing. Not going to lie. The situation has really been tough. So I think it's not, in, these are not easy conversations at all. Some, some, some trainers or owners of businesses take pride in those conversations. I told him off, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I'll take them to small claims court. It's like, that's not, that's nothing to be proud of. But as a business owner and the, and the, and this, the client is always right. No, it's no, they're not. I'm sorry. No, they're not. And also there's a level of respect that you should be getting as a business owner. And I will not put up with disrespect from anybody to my staff ever, ever. I don't care. And listen, I'm a business. We need revenue. My staff is well paid and they are well taken care of. And my rent is astronomical and my bills are very, very high. And also, just like a lot of other people, hey, guess what? COVID affected us too. All right? I mean, we're book solid, but it just in general, it also just affected us. So your struggle is also our struggle. But we just look at things a little bit differently. But I would not put, I do not put up with that type of bullshit at all. At all, ever. So I would literally, after this show tonight, what I would do is if you meditate, meditate. If you know breathing exercises, do your breathing exercises. And I would call up the wife, because that's been your main point of contact. And I would say, you know, I'm hearing that your husband is not liking how we're doing this. You actually own a dangerous dog. I need to be able to train how I train. And I've got a feeling that there's not going to be proper follow through and that um, there's going to be an issue after the boarding train. And um, 
I feel threatened and this is not how I run my business. So you're more than welcome. In fact, I'm insisting you come and get your dog because the universe will see all of this happen and the universe will reward you with, with, with riches. When I say riches, that doesn't mean necessarily financial riches. It means just, just everything is going to be better. Everything will be better. You will feel better. As uncomfortable this conversation is going to be, when you're done with it, you will feel better. Next. TT, sorry for too many posts, but I'm worried since he is food aggressive that the Keeler method is going to make it worse. Will it? There's one way to find out. Okay. But again, if your dog is food aggressive, again, for the third time, okay, I've got free videos. We get rid of food aggression in three seconds. That's all I can tell you. That's all I can tell you. Three seconds. It's gone. We eliminate it. The keyword method is just a... It, the tools are long line and choke chain, but there's a humongous training theory behind it. But the Keeler method of dog training does not make dogs aggressive. If it did, 40 years ago, before all these tools existed, why did we have so many dogs that were well-behaved that went through the Keeler method of training, which is a 10-week program, and they were fine. They came in aggressive. They came in untrained. They left well-trained and not aggressive. Why? So you're thinking about things that are not existing, which is normal, by the way. Next. Okay, Dumpling, I have the happy-go-lucky Samoyed from your San Diego seminar and have been working implementing your three-phase process to work on downstay. In just a few days, I've been able to prove him when people come over. He still whines like crazy, however. Ugh. Any advice with constant whining and whimpering? I fucking hate that. Yeah, remote collar or bonker or both. No, correct. I fucking hate whining. I'd rather have a dog that's trying to bite me. <laughs> I really would. It's like biting, I can stop. Whining, whining can take a it's long like... Time. It can take time. It can take time. Ofer, The Good Dog Way is a must read for all dog owners. It's the best dog training yes. book I've read. Right. And it won't make your dog more aggressive. Shalom, Ofer. How are you? Richard. Hey, Jeff. Rich with the from Missouri with the pointer. Just wanted to say hi. Oh, hey, buddy. How are you, Rich? Um, Richard. Good afternoon. Rich, I already read that. TT. So thank you. Heather, my dog is five months old. I'm working on stopping the pull on walks. She just likes to sniff the reason is the reason she pulls. Cars, people, other dogs that don't phase her. I'm mm -hmm. keeping her at my hip and stop often, make her sit and calm down. No. Keep moving. Keep moving and correct the sniffing. You can control your dog sniffing or not sniffing. You've got control. So in order for the dog to sniff, it has to have its nose to the ground, historically, unless it's air scenting. You can stop that. 
you can correct a dog for sniffing. Now, listen, today, every morning I take my two dogs, I'm down to two dogs right now, and Joelle's dog to the beach. And you know what? Wes goes around and sniffs. Sniffs everything. Sniffs everything. And as long as he stays like within my bubble, I don't care. The only time I told him to not do something is because he was rolling around in a dead fish. But other than that, you can sniff. And my guys don't sniff because they're keep running in the ocean. And, 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 and don't get me wrong. Wes runs in the ocean too, but he also spends time on land, especially at the beginning. Like I'm going to get out of the car and take a nice long pee and just smell that just to make sure that was my pee. And I'm like, (laughs) That was your pee. Yeah. It's like, it came out of you, buddy. And uh, uh, and then you know, he likes to investigate a little bit. And I'm like, it's like, just don't stray because there's a highway right behind us. And I'm like, just don't stray too far, buddy. And, you know, and and I'll call him back to me, you know, every couple of minutes and he'll come right to my side and hang out. And and then I'm like, okay, go ahead, do your own thing. And if he wants to go in the ocean, he wants to go in the ocean. With Joel, he just, he's different with Joel. Um, right now for the last week, he's been like, yeah, he just, just won't run with you. He just won't run in the ocean with me. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. He does it for me. Yeah, it's so so, weird. so as long as he runs for Joel, and, and that's all that matters. But but he, at least he gets out. You know, he gets out. He goes to the bathroom. He can pee and poo. And, you know, he he, he likes to be on the beach. So, mm-hmm. and he has a good time. He likes the car ride. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's good. It's a good, it's good, good for me too. But on a walk though, no, no sniffing. Nope. No sniffing. And if you're, if you're a horse person, and uh, um, uh, you're riding a horse, and the dog, and the horse like puts its head down. It's like you, you better stop that you because stop. you're gonna fall right off the horse. You're going down too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next. Jasmine said, "Thanks, Jeff. I'm the owner of a small dog. Haha. <laughs> it's just frustrating when people think it's hurting my small dog by correcting him because he's cute and he is, but he's also unruly and needs to behave. So um, small dogs bite. Small dogs are a pain in the ass." Small dogs can um, destroy your life. Small dogs can have massive separation anxiety. We have small dogs right now ruining our lives. And um, our next door neighbor. Um, so horrible. Yeah. So I'm about to go over there tomorrow and have a is a friendliest neighbor conversation I can about their dogs. Um, and I don't like to do that. It's funny because living in Providence for 18 years. Um, we had gunshots, domestic violence, parties, um, loud noise, like loud backyards. I never, ever, ever said anything to a neighbor in 18 years. And we're down here and from day one, I've been like, this is not just, this is not what we signed up for, you know, at all. Um, so I've got to be that neighbor. So, um, but it's bad. Next. TT, so thank you for your time and answers. I definitely will watch your videos. I'm new to the killer method and don't know much about it. I will study up. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be, I think if you if you put it out there in certain circles, people are going to say it's horrific, but I'm like, there's a reason why it works so well. So I would talk to people who actually have gone through the program, not people that just have an opinion on it, Right. Everybody's got an opinion. Everyone's got an opinion, you know? So, next. Um, last one, and it's 559. 
Hey, J&J, with your experience, do you find that GSDs as a breed are more prone to leash reactivity? Um, I, I don't think so. I think um, I think uh, uh, the biggest factor is that they're dogs, honestly. I think we, we, we work with a lot of leash reactivity. Um, we work with a lot of unwanted behaviors, but leash reactivity is right at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. And we see every breed of dog um, have leash reactivity. We see every breed of dog be aggressive. We see every breed of dog jump up on owners, have separation anxiety. Um, so I think that, that, that I'm not seeing GS. The only thing I'm seeing in GSDs in the last, cause I'm actually looking for one. Um, so in the last five years, maybe a little bit longer is we're seeing a lot of them not wired right. What I mean by that is they're struggling with their learning capabilities and they're more skittish than ever. So that's the only thing I'm really, really noticing and um, finding even a not like a working line GSD, you're really going to see that, but even a non-working line dog, I'm and then that doesn't even include now their, their, you know, their physical flaws that, that they're seeing. We're seeing a lot of physical flaws from your show line GSDs um, which are, which are unethical. I mean, it's actually disgusting, quite dis disgusting. You're seeing, you know, almost asses on the ground before yeah. a year old. And it's Pretty like, bad. you're actually not supposed to look like that dog. And no, it's no fault of the owners. You know, it's hard to tell when they're a puppy, you know, um, but the breeder knows the breeder knows. So, all right, guys, it's six Oh one. It is time to go. And, um, Keep following us on, on our regular Instagram. And I think, Joelle, um, if you notice, there's a lot of um, memes that are going up. Reels. Reels. I'm sorry. Did I say memes? So a lot of reels going up. A lot of people are like, why are you putting up so much reels? I really don't like those. Da, 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 da. This is the thing. Reels um, get shared a lot. Reels get a lot of, um, they get a lot of interaction between people. And... There also is a great narrative that's written. Social media on, is on shifting. Real. Like if you don't shift yeah. with it, you're going to just get lost. But, so it's like we right. just have to, we're just doing what. But it's also, it's like this. The more people we can attract to our page, the more people we can actually help. Yeah. So once you're on our page, we can then introduce you to all the different free content that we have, as well as paid content that we have. So if that's what it takes to do it, um, plus, for Joelle, who does all the video editing, all the video editing, all the video filming, she's actually in, really enjoys them as well. So I think, I think they're hilarious. So I but... think it's also, I mean, today she had me dancing around. She wanted me to do a cannonball in the swimming pool. And I'm like, it would have been so good. Maybe we will. Maybe this weekend it. we'll do something, but not like I've got to jump on a consult in 10 minutes. I'm not doing a cannonball in the swimming pool. Um, so, so, um, so. It'll uh, happen. Don't worry, guys. So, but, but Don't worry, ladies. We'll make it happen. That means my top will be off, which is not something I do. Um, so, uh, uh, but at 56, I guess I, you know, I shouldn't complain. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Madly in love with all of you guys. I really, really appreciate it. And um, it's important to me to be able to share information for you, for you to hear the truth. 
it might hurt your feelings, but you know, it's, you know, facts do not care about your feelings. And I think that's really, really important. Um, but, uh, we're in love with you. And we've got a lot of great resources out there. Many of them are for free. So jump on those. And now we're excited about the paid platform. And then also that Patreon page for 10 bucks a month. Why everybody doesn't join it blows my mind because you can learn so much. You can really, really learn so much. So love you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.